0: You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. This podcast is recorded at the Francis Roy office in Valparaiso, Florida, where we invite our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors to candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. Let's get started. Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host Chantel Dedicke and every week we bring to you guys like new guests and we try to find people who are creative but are also using their creativity to do good and I think we've hit the mother load today. (laughs) I'm so excited. So our guests today, first of all, are let me introduce because sometimes I get too excited and I forget to introduce you. It's like 15 minutes in. So our Heidi Blaylock, the CEO of the Amher Autism Center, and Stacey Berriman, the executive director of the Amher Autism Center. Holy crap, welcome.
1: <laughs> <You're> already <laughs> already winning! That's a <laughs>
0: nice. So we recently met these guys and it's honestly it's crazy that we've never met before yeah met, really, but just not connected yeah, to the really, really, yeah. world ever we should have met. Yeah. yeah, because our sphere of influence kind of like uh, orbits each other pretty regularly. We met you guys. We were invited to the Imerco's Autism Center by Marsha Hull, who we've got to plug her because yes. Marsha is the ultimate connector.
2: She She is. Love, love, love Marshall. She
0: is, she connected us. She knew your all's mission and, you know, she always knows where my heartstrings lie. So she connected the the three of us, then our teams together, which was awesome. And so we met you guys. We took a tour of the Autism Center, the Autism Center, (laughs) the the National Center. (laughs) (laughs) The only one Yes, Yes. Research and development. (laughs) And you guys are located at the Northwest Florida State College. Yes, we have this beautiful building, and we'll get into a little bit later about how your all's vision and how we hope that expands for you. We went over there and we toured it as a team. We had coffee. We met the students. We met the therapists. We met you guys. We're all in. You guys are our pro bono client for the year.
1: We cannot thank you enough for that honor. That is like, a huge it blew wasn't. us away. Just yes. still on the ground
2: for your job. Yeah. when you said that in the meeting. Both of us just kind of looked at each other we're like, "What." <laughs> And I was crying, which I never do, because I hate, like, I hate emotion.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what's this out of my face? But not good. Not good. Every year, we do a 24 hours of creativity for change on my grandmother's birthday. So December the 18th. And we're not doing that this year because y'all are it. Like, we're just not even going to promote it or do anything. But we really were obsessed with your mission. And I think we felt, like, when we were in the building... You feel like you experience creativity like right as you soon as you walk into the door and that really resonates with us as well. And so we want to talk a little bit about you, the autism center, how that plays into creativity, your students, your therapists. you guys have got an amazing story people need to know about it. so let's let's start shall we're in we're in let's do it do it. So tell me how you guys became, what did you say? <laughs> I mean, the sidey so 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 <laughs> blurryness. How, how did you guys become this power up
1: work wise so we want to know your backstory, How? Yes. So our backstory is I was working as a BCBA, which is a board certified behavior analyst at another organization mm-hmm. long ago in 2007, eight timeframe. And when I was working with my clients there, I would see our kiddos there do amazing things, during their sessions, but it was a clinical model. So kids would just come a few hours a week. And again, they did great things during that time, but I was learning from the families that those skills that they learned in ABA there did not generalize to school or to the home because they were so limited in the amount of time that they were getting ABA. So about that time, around 2008, I started feeling like, wow, we need to think about, why is there not a full-time school for this? And so I went to the organization that I work for and honestly offered to start a private school for that organization. And they really loved the model that they had. And so at that time, now fast forward a little bit to 2009, I'm at an autism walk and I'm sitting there pretty much minding my own business. And up comes this blonde bombshell, right? <laughs> yep, that's me. And she comes up and it was a little like hook and dagger, but she's like, hey, are you... Barryman? And I'm
2: like, I don't know. You're my watch. Like, you want to buy a I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, who are
1: you? And uh, she said, well, I heard through the grapevine that you're thinking about starting a private school um, that's ABA-based for kids with autism. If you decide to do that, this is will be your first client. And she has her son with her. And Max. that's Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she says, uh, this this will be your first kiddo. And I'm like, thank you. You know, we're still just in the figuring it out phase and nothing written in stone at all because my background again was like kids and parents and doing programming and I had been a special educator on the side but I did not know anything about running a business or finances at all and so at the end of our conversation she says well here's my business card let me know if there's anything that I can help you do and she hands me her card and she's a certified financial analyst so you put bing bing a Certified financial analyst with a certified
2: behavior analyst, and then here we go. We can start this thing quickly. Go ahead and jump in and tell your. Uh, side no, no. So at that same time, so we adopted our son Max as a baby, and at about three, he was diagnosed with autism. So as a parent, we're struggling to find something that works for him. So if it wasn't going to kill him, we were going to try it. So we tried everything because you just don't know. There's not a manual for this. No, um, and it's a, at the time. I mean. Autism was out there, but it's not as out in the public or there's not as much awareness as there was back or now that there was back then. So Mm -hmm. as a parent, we were struggling. So we tried on the public school system and they were lovely. They just didn't know what to do with it. It wasn't an option. So we did find ABA therapy. So we were a family getting that clinical model. So we were getting a couple hours here and there. And we also were fighting clinics to say, hey, how about full time? I know I'm getting two hours a day. I need six because two hours for his severity level wasn't going to cut it. And so that's where, you know, in my background, I came to autism as a parent. I have, I know nothing about ABA therapy. I don't, you know, I'm not a teacher, but my background was in finance. So Mm -hmm. I'm a charter financial analyst. I worked in MA, I did all the financial Mm -hmm. stuff, but I'm just a parent trying to get the right thing for my kid. Yeah. And so that's when, when I heard that Stacy was kind of we're both sort of preaching the same thing from different mountains. Mm-hmm. And so when we had that little clandestine meeting <laughs> <laughs> at the Autism Walk, it was perfect mm-hmm. because, you know, my skill set is one thing, yours is another. And I don't think we could have done this as one human. Yeah.
1: And to explain exactly. how quickly this happened. Yeah. So we met, had that conversation in April of 2009. We opened in August 2009. I oh mean, my like, God, yes, yep. just. That was the the lock and the key. And then the first phone call was to St. Jude's Episcopal Church. And yep. then instantly we had classrooms. And then things just happened very, very quickly from there. So that's phenomenal. It was phenomenal.
0: So a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs yes. and they started businesses. And I don't think that we've ever had a guest or guests that have launched a nonprofit before. It's very much like starting a business, yeah. I would mm-hmm. assume, obviously. But you have... You guys each bring your own niche and you, you know, how scary was it for you to, I hate to use the word, get in bed together, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Really like join forces, not having known each other before, or did that just not pose any limitations because you didn't feel like there was as much risk.
1: I don't I mean, know. It's interesting. I think I was terrified no. of working with Heidi. I was very terrified of leaving a situation where i had been an employee of another company who had taken care of all that stuff right right and then saying okay i'm i'm now going to be the responsible person like sink or swim it's going to be on us and and the employees that we bring on as staff sink or swim it will then be on us and i was more terrified of if this doesn't work did these individuals burn a bridge to go back to this other practitioner because that was the only game in town and I really that's what my concern yeah. was is that those individuals if we didn't make it what were my staff going to do at that
2: point yeah well
0: and we talk about the leap a lot on mm-hmm. on the pod and it really uh because I came from a corporate background and it is that like you feel so called to do this mm-hmm. but the risk really is your ability to be able to feed yourself right <laughs> I mean it, it, that's so huge and, right like, yeah you and I remember telling my husband like I really don't care. I feel like money can always be made. Like, if this mm-hmm. doesn't work out, I'm mm-hmm. just going to go back to work, whatever. But I have to do this. Like, you have to yes, try. Yeah, that is a fact. And yes. you guys are so purpose-driven. From my perspective, like, it really, I, just like sitting down with both of you and talking about the mission and what you guys are trying to accomplish, your purposes seem very different, right? But mm-hmm. and yeah. that purpose really drives. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it can be more important than like, well, I guess I'll Eat Roman for a little yes, while. Yes, like, yes, right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If that's so crazy. And all of all of our guests that have launched something or started something have just kind of had that moment
1: where it's like, this has to be born. Yes. And I'll I tell think, you, we yeah. started with five students and five total staff members. And what do you have now? 70 staff members and 80 mm-hmm. kiddos. That's I mean the enormity of that. Yeah. So right? I mean, but we just started somewhere and we literally were terrified that kids wouldn't.
2: That was our
1: biggest fear fear that we wouldn't have kids and lo and behold, that was the least of our worries Mm -hmm. because the autism community here, while the number of practitioners was small, the mom Mm -hmm. network is very alive and well and so word of mouth spread extremely quickly. That this model had opened that was a school therapy uh, clinic's model. And so all of a sudden, man, we had we had kiddos coming out of the board work. And then the struggle became can we stop it? Because ABA therapy is best done in a one to one student to therapist model. And so for every child that we brought on, we had to hire another individual and another individual. And so we kind of went through an explosion
2: way faster than we expected. And it was a it was a learning opportunity for us because not only do you have to find those humans. You have to onboard them, right? So, right. what do we know? We started with five <laughs> staff members, and it was Stacy and I, like, ah, this is what we do, and we're doing payroll and going, please for the love, <laughs> let us get a pair of staff <laughs> right. so they can eat. But you know, to your right, point, it's on you suddenly. But then, when you increase that number, there's a lot of back office type stuff that comes with that that yeah. is new to all of us. Mm-hmm. And as a nonprofit, we don't have a best opportunity to have people just to do this, that, or that we don't have an HR department. We don't have that. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely, we went from, you know, zero to <laughs> 360 real quick Yeah. and trying to go through the growing pains of getting to there. That was not an easy process.
1: yeah that's, and important. we're still, I mean, we're obviously still in the process. That's why yeah. we're, you know, here ultimately to talk about exciting phase two. So we, we yeah. have never, our organization has never been in a in a place where we are not moving forward. Like it is always growing, changing, flexing constantly. Yeah. And so we don't get that chance to say, whoo, we made it. No, we're mm-hmm. established. It's done. This is what we want because we're always trying to change to meet the needs of the community and our kids and our and our staff, you know, and all of those things. So we're always moving, always
0: growing. Well, let's skip ahead a little bit because I feel like that's a great segue into like what comes next for you guys. And we are so committed to doing everything that we can to help you get there. And it's just because you guys have students and families that are coming from all over the coast. So Pensacola, I mean, there really isn't anything like the model that you're providing at your facility. I mean, you just want to use the right word. But, and so you guys are, there's a new building, right? You need a new building. You absolutely need a new building. We toured the the building that you have now and it is beautiful and it is awesome. It is so fun to talk about the the fun parts (laughs) that you have in a minute, but it's so cool. But you guys have a waiting list. We do. And the waiting list is rather unique because it's not just like, oh, I have an open. We have an opening. you put any child there, right? So you guys really need to expand. You really need to grow. You have the land, right? So what comes next? What what can our listeners
2: do? What can we all do to ensure that you get to this next phase? Well, so just for background purposes, the Second facility, we knew has been coming for a long time, Mm -hmm. uh, but we just weren't sure in what capacity. And so we joke about this, but the funny thing about kids is that they continue to grow. And so suddenly, you know, when we started with five kids, they were all about the same age, Mm -hmm. you know, and so everybody kind of grew together. And so you were adjusting, but with the same sort of, you know, age level of student. Well, now, as we've taken in more kids, we have two-year-olds and we have young adults who are 22 years old. And their needs are radically different. So that, you know, it's a space thing, but it's also a, let's meet the needs of two very divergent populations at this point, as opposed to just merely looking for more space. Right.
0: Well, what pioneers those five kids are, right? They're <laughs> yeah. You know, you almost want to like hear a story. Yeah. And, uh, they're such pioneers and they're really helping you and teaching you what you need next which is so interesting so when we came to do our we're a little obsessed with coffee here which is not any new news to anyone listening to (laughs) us. I will tell you we talk about it too much and one of the cool things that you guys have is this transition to work program that some of your students who are old enough to have jobs and they're looking towards careers and they have gotten such great foundation and so what does that look like next for them you provide this like transition, right? And one of the things that we experienced was your lighted up coffee shop, which we love and is amazing and has some of the best. I will go in to the establishments that you guys have been a coffee man in this community because that's great. But it was a great experience. I love the whole process. The kids were phenomenal, but you guys have a vision for that even in this new space, right? Like, can we know yes, we're not gonna say that yeah. We're not gonna say it, right? No, I know. You know, not yet. <laughs>
2: Oh, huh? awesome. yes, we were just talking about it right before we came here. Mm-hmm. In fact, we are yeah. looking at sort of how that works. But our mission is to give our kids a job and yes. let them learn job skills that they are going to love and it's going to fulfill them and make them productive and some of those are on campus like you said the transition to work program and that's mm-hmm. in partnership with northwest florida state college and also with support from Destinary wine auction oh, nice foundation yes. absolutely mm-hmm. but lighted up brew is something we started in-house to teach them a skill because it's a you know that is a skill that you could generalize someplace else in the and community. lots of people are obsessed with coffee yes, yes. And, and if you too. need coffee mm-hmm. if you
1: are a behavioral therapist do you need a lot of <laughs> coffee fit and the name comes from um, April is Autism Awareness Month and you may hear people talking about lighted up blue. Oh, autism. oh, and so, um, so clever. Yeah, well, we cannot take credit <laughs> <that> the <laughs> Therapists came up with that idea and we're very thankful for that. But they just made a little play on words and they called it Light It Up Brew instead of Light It Up Blue. And that started a couple of years ago, very tiny, teeny tiny little, you know, coffee cart kind of plan. And it's just kind of built on itself. And um, as Heidi was saying, as the kids get Older, then it's time to start trying out some job skills, and this has worked very well for us in house. So when we started it, and and only until recently, it's basically just been for our staff to enjoy that coffee. That's how we started it, and then maybe a couple of parents of the kids, you know, and then only for tours kind of thing. But lately, we started opening it up to the public, and as long as everybody's patient, we can (laughs) we can get that coffee to you. It might take a little longer than what you would get at Starbucks, but it's going to be amazing coffee that's awesome yes and so we want that's to great. continue to share that so in phase two we are hoping that there will be a drive-through available for line it up we're going to have coffee available to the public yeah. for a suggested donation. suggested donation so we're very excited
0: that's so cool you guys okay so so much creativity at the Upper Autism Center. We felt that when we first came in. I think we should definitely give JoJo. Jo- yeah. Yes. Yes. It um, if you're familiar with, you know Angela Stevenson, the big orange house designs. Is that what you said? Yes, Create. Create. Yes. Yeah. And JoJo's. JoJo's coffee shop in Niceville in goodness, I think is what oh, and goodness. Oh, I love. Yeah, JoJo's. Love, yeah. Yeah. love her so much, and she's such a heart for the community, but. You guys just wanted her to do, like, one thing, right? Like, yeah. originally, yeah, just yeah, just like a a little class the for hall. the
2: donors, you know,
0: for yeah. donors. This is what I love about artists. They just see beyond what you ask, and it's yes. just like, so now when you walk in, there's this all this beautiful glass art. It's all marine mm-hmm. life. It's so cool. Every classroom yes. has got, like... A different
1: marine animal that's in this glasswork. I mean, it's phenomenal. And it was her mind. Because yeah. she walked yes. in when there was no sheetrock, even on the walls. Yeah. When she came in, it was metal beams. Really? And she looked at it and she just said, I just feel like the whole lobby should be the piece. And we were like, okay, yeah. maybe the whole lobby be the piece. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we love, and I thank you for saying that you love walking in there, mm-hmm. is Heidi yeah. can probably let you know, a lot of times when parents bring kids to us, they're not very happy
2: because they just
1: received an autism diagnosis, which can be very difficult, as Heidi can attest to um, with first one max. But at least when you open up the door and you can just literally feel that it is a place of love and joy and hope, and it's beautiful. And so it's, you know, we wanted it to feel like, hey, you know what, we're gonna partner with you and it's gonna be okay. And this is gonna be a fun and supportive place. And so we really tried to pull that Often again, Angela just made it look phenomenal, but that is the first thing. As soon as we meet people in the lobby, they just say, Wow, your lobby is so gorgeous. So we're very thankful for her.
2: Yeah. And it it often
0: sets the tone for the whole building. It really
1: does. And really, anybody who
0: visits there, you feel like you're going to experience something unique, which I, you know, obviously do. I mean, everything down to, I think, the curriculum that is so like student driven. I mean, I think all all parents want that their mm-hmm. kids, you yeah. know, like the school district is going to kill me for making this comment but wouldn't it be great if it were in all classrooms, you know where it's just like, this is the kind of education, that this particular child, you know, it's very mm-hmm. custom, mm-hmm. it's very, you know the whole thing and just, I was totally blown away by that. Creativity everywhere abounds though, obviously and the the naming of the coffee shop, you guys are super creative, the whole building is amazing we're obsessed. <laughs> We <laughs> love it. love it. So you guys have got an event coming up that we definitely want to make sure everybody knows about. We have a table. Our friend, uh, our friends, the Bowers with uh, and Kevin is with Cornybert, they're sure to table with us. But you have more tables available. Like, uh, can you tell oh, yes. us a little bit about the upcoming event that you guys have coming up?
2: Go ahead. Okay, so it's the Molly Ringwald. The Mollies are coming to Destin. Yeah. Woo! So we are calling the event "Band Together for Autism," and our hope is to have it as an annual event every year. Whether it's the Molly's or some other band coming in, but to support phase two, transition to work, all of those kiddos. So they are coming Saturday, November 13th. Okay. And it is at the Maddie Kelly Arts, the Cultural. Cultural, the cultural Arts. Arts, Arts. Arts. Our Our Cultural Arts. Arts. Yes. I feel yes. it. Yes, I we love it. It. I messed up the name. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They have
0: the best venue. Oh, it's yeah, fantastic. And
2: yes. yeah, they are so lovely to work with. And we did a different concert there. So we will be there. We have food trucks that will be there for food. Whoa. We have a couple of bars set up for, for beverages. And it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful night outdoors mm-hmm. for a concert. But there are tables available. So that'll be a really fun event for people to come on out.
1: There's also individual seats available. Yes, you can have lawn seats. Bring your lawn seat. Bring mm-hmm. your lawn chair, your blankets. Awesome. Sit outside. Wear your 80s
2: pair Bring out yes. your leg warmers. Wait, it it's the weather's going to be good for that. Yeah, it will yes. be perfect. Leg warmer. But the weather's going
0: to be good for that. We'll, we'll leave out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave to your event. Your people also have the opportunity to text to donate to yes. you guys now, so we'll make sure that information is available. So even mm-hmm. if you live out of area, we have a lot of folks that live out of area that will want to contribute oh, um, right. after this new story. They can text to donate to your new campaign, which is great That's and exciting. so exciting. And we want to make sure you guys get to this new building as quickly as possible, so that you guys can grow, and continue to get, you know, move some kids off of the wait list or yes. however that works. Yes. You know, That's I mean, oh my gosh. Well.
1: I love you guys. You guys know that you mm-hmm. are so loved, right yeah. back. <laughs> we <just laughs> cannot even we describe, describe <laughs> more than you <everybody laughs> would ever know.
0: We are so excited to just help in any way possible. You guys need. I know our listeners are going to be super excited to help. So thank you so much for telling us your your backstory, your current story, and your future story. Aww, Aww. Thanks for giving oh, yeah. us the opportunity. We're, we're excited here. to be here. So thank you. This is lovely. Welcome. Well, you guys know we're going to hear all the things from us. Click on all the links, like them on socials. You'll have that as well. You can email us any questions. Hello at FrancisRoy.com. If you want to know how you can give $5 or $5,000, we're going to get you there and get you there quick. So, okay, next week, we're going to have a new guest or I'm just going to go on some crazy rant, but you guys like those and it's weird, but we love you guys for listening. So uh, talk to you guys next week. Thanks so much.